Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. It's not just knowing about the doctrine in the Bible. That is not what we stand for here. Streaming powerful, biblically-based messages live down the This congregation may never be gathered together again as we see it. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. Good evening. Welcome to Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio. We are streaming live down the internet from London. This show is dedicated to God through our Lord Jesus Christ. On tonight's show, we will discuss the subject, the Seventh-day Sabbath in history. We will be studying what the Bible teaches. Our guest speaker is based in Maryland in the United States of America. More about our guest after we've had some music. See and know that in them is 
the seventh day Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it Exodus 20 verses 8 to 11 Exodus 20 verses 8 to 7th day Sabbath in history. We will discuss this subject tonight with Elder Ray DiCardo. Have a pen and paper ready to write down some notes. Let's now call Elder DiCardo and see if he's available. Hello, good evening. Elder DiCarlo, you are live on Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio. How are you this evening, Elder DiCarlo? Fine, thank you, John. I'm doing well. Praise Yourself? the Lord. Yes, I'm very well, by God's grace. Yes, looking forward to the broadcast tonight. Well, mm. Elder DiCarlo, we'll be discussing these questions together. When is the Seventh-day Sabbath first mentioned in the Bible? Why does God want people to remember it? What blessings are assured to those who keep God's Seventh-day Sabbath holy? How does God identify his people who keep the Seventh-day Sabbath? And where does the Bible state that we are to keep the Seventh-day Sabbath today? So, Elder Ricardo, shall we have a word of prayer as we open the discussion tonight? Hmm. Our Father in heaven, once again we come before you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for all that you have ever done and continue to do for us. And tonight, dear Lord, we're taking up a very important subject. Yes, we do pray that you'll bless us, guide us, and may all things be according to thy word. And so we praise you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Elder DiCarlo, when is the Seventh-day Sabbath first mentioned in the Bible? Well, John, I really do appreciate that question. I have been thinking about that question for some time, actually, regarding uh, this subject. Yes. Um, if you look in Genesis chapter 2, and this is the first time that you're going to find the mention of the seventh-day Sabbath. Yes. Um, this is Genesis chapter 2. We're looking here now, verses 1 through 3. Let's read the first three verses, and then we'll make some comments accordingly. Right. The Scripture says, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day God ended his work, which he had made. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in it he had rested from all his work, which God created and made. So here you have um, the first mention of the seventh-day Sabbath. Now, what's interesting, this is a yes. direct parallel 
to Exodus 28 through 11, which is uh, the Ten Commandments being described there, and this specifically 8 through 11, referring to the Seventh-day Sabbath. It has almost the exact same language. Now, what's interesting about this, though, in Genesis chapter 2, the only people in existence at this time are Adam and Eve. Yes. So this clearly indicates uh, that the Sabbath is not a Jewish institution, for the Sabbath existed before there was ever a Jew. Amen. Uh, So this is very clear. We know the origin. Uh, We know uh, um, the contextual setting of of this whole um, uh, subject regarding the Sabbath. And so it's very, very clear. Yes. Yes. And listeners, as Elder DiCardo has said, open your Bibles and look to see and read the text that we've just shared. Because Mm. as Elder DiCardo said, the Seventh-day Sabbath was established by God before there was a Jew. So it's not for the Jews Mm. alone. God has established Mm. it for all mankind, Adam and Eve, of, of whom were the heads the original, the original um, people that were upon this earth. Mm. So it's as simple as that, isn't it, Elder Ricardo, basically? Well you, well, you know, you're right, John. It is. It's a very fascinating subject when you look at it, uh, particularly when you're looking at the origin of it, and we find it, as I say, right here in Genesis chapter 2. Yes. Uh, this Sabbath was instituted by God. Uh, clearly, as he indicated, he had finished his work, And so just from the context of this, we know the Sabbath was instituted as a memorial uh, of the creative work that he had just accomplished. And uh, and so when you look at that, and then as you trace out the uh, development of the human race through Adam and Eve, um, you find that the Sabbath was uh, kept by God's people uh, faithfully, um, and then, of course, um, you know, as time went on, uh, sadly to say, it had been lost uh, by the masses of the of the of the human race. But God has always had, always had a people, um, and uh, who's who's been faithful and true in observing His day. We'll talk about that, by the way, as we get on a little bit further on in our subject. Yes, and once again, listeners, the Lord states in Exodus chapter twenty. And verses 8 to 11, the first point he says it's to remember. To remember. Now, Elder Ricardo, now this moves us on to the next question. Why does God want us? Why does God want people to remember it? Well, you know, I alluded to the first uh, one of the things that uh, why God wants us to remember. And I want us to go, first of all, to the Gospel of Mark. Yes. This is a very important passage, needs to be understood. Um, and again, it, it reinforces what we've just stated about Genesis chapter 2. This is Mark chapter 2, and we're looking now here at verse 27, Mark two twenty-seven, yes. And this, of course, is the Jesus speaking. And Jesus said unto them, The Sabbath was made for man, and not man for the Sabbath. Therefore the Son of Man is Lord also of the Sabbath. So we find two very important things here. We know that Jesus is Lord of the Sabbath day, and that makes it the Lord's day. That's his day. That's not your day. 
Uh, it's his day. He owns that day. He he created the Sabbath as a memorial. And it's very interesting, John, when you yes. look at this here in verse 27, the Sabbath was made for man, meaning in the benefit of man. In other words, God instituted the Sabbath for the human race. And by the way, the Greek word there for man means mankind. Interesting. Uh, once again, reinforcing the concept that it's not a Jewish institution. Right. This is an institution that was instituted there in, in the Garden of Eden before, uh, before um, there was ever a Jew. So you've got a clear uh, uh, understanding that in Mark 2:27 and 28, the day that God has instituted to be a memorial for the human race is the, is the Lord's day. That's the Sabbath day. Now the question is, a memorial of what? You see, what is it a memorial of? Well, in Exodus chapter 20, which you just referred to earlier, and I want us to quickly go over there, because it's very important to look at this, and we're going to start with verse 8. This is Exodus 20, verse 8. This is one of the things that God wants us to remember. He says, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy man maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For, meaning the reason why, for yes. six days the Lord made heaven and earth and the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. So we see here that the Lord instituted the Sabbath as a memorial of creation, that God is our creator. Yes. Now, now we didn't come, you know, through the, the, um, the evolutionary concepts of mankind. You know, this is a Darwin theory of, of the origin of species of mankind. Look, friends, let me say this very clear. Had mankind, from the beginning, been faithful, and in keeping the Seventh-day Sabbath holy as God required, there'd be no such thing as an atheist. Oh, no. Evolution would not exist, because every week you would be reminded you came from the hands of an almighty God, and that, and that God created you, and that you didn't uh, exist or come into being uh, based on an accident or some, you know, um, or say they say, you know, from the monkey age or whatever. This is um, completely contrary to Scripture. Nice. So, number one, why did God institute the Sabbath as a memorial? For creation. Right, let's look at something else. Go to Deuteronomy. Now, this is a very interesting passage in Deuteronomy chapter 5, because here again we have the repeating of the Ten Commandments uh, by Moses, and um, and I want to show you here in verse 14 and uh, well, we start. Um, well, let's go to verse twelve. Let's look at this. Yes. Deuteronomy five twelve. It says, "Keep the Sabbath day to sanctify it, as the Lord thy God hath commanded thee. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou nor thy son, nor thy daughter, nor thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy ox, nor thine ass, nor anything of thy cattle." nor thy stranger that is within thy gates, that thy manservant and thy maidservant may rest as well as thou. And remember that, now this is the key, please yes. remember now, here's the key. And remember 
that thou wast a servant in the land of Egypt, and that the Lord thy God brought thee out from thence through the mighty hand and by an outstretched arm. Therefore the Lord thy God commands thee to keep the Sabbath, the Sabbath day. So what is he saying? Just as God delivered miraculously the children of Israel from the bondage of slavery, yes. so he, we must remember that God has delivered us from the slavery of sin. Amen. And so the Sabbath is a memorial that God has delivered us from the bondage of sin. And so this is a very important reason why we keep the Seventh-day Sabbath. It's not just creation. It's that God has delivered us from the bondage and slavery of sin. Yes. And then, of course, we go over to Ezekiel, another wonderful, wonderful passage in Ezekiel chapter 20. Ezekiel chapter 20. This is a very important passage, Ezekiel 20, and we're looking here at, um, let's see, uh, verse 12, Ezekiel 20, 12, okay? Yes. And this is very important. He says this, Moreover, also I gave them my Sabbath to be a sign between me and them, that they might know. In other words, why did he give them the Sabbath? That they might know. Yes. that I am the Lord that sanctifies them. So again, here's another reason why we keep the Sabbath, because the Sabbath is a sign, a memorial of the sanctifying power of God in those who surrender their lives to the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. So there's the third reason. And then I'm going to recommend that your, your listeners go to read chapters, Hebrews chapters 3 and 4. Yes. And because in those two chapters, and, and we don't have time to read both chapters, unfortunately, but if you carefully read those two chapters, it tells you why the children of Israel could not enter into God's rest. is because they were, in essence, trying to work their way into God's favor. Yes. And God says, you can't do it. And so he instituted the Sabbath uh, to remind us uh, that we are to cease from our works as God has done his so that we might remember not to rely on our works as a means of salvation, yes. but rather rest in God's grace as a means by which he redeems us. So the Sabbath is a memorial to remind us that we're saved by grace and not by works. Yes. And so that you'll find there in Hebrews chapter 3 and 4. And so really we have four vital points. Creation, number two, we have that God has, has delivered us from the bondage of sin. Yes. Number three, that he is the sanctifier of our souls. And number four, that he saves us by grace and not by works. Yes. Amen. Elder Ricardo, thank you for breaking that down so simply for us all to understand. And again, I'll reiterate what Elder Ricardo said, that the Seventh-day Sabbath, uh, it's a sign of God's creative power. It's also a sign of his redemptive power. It's also a sign of, of his sanctifying power and that we're saved by his grace, you see? And so, well, Elder DeCarlo, now what blessings are assured to those who keep God's seventh-day Sabbath holy? Well, obviously, when you look at the word the Sabbath itself, and as we have just read on multiple uh, times, you know, it says that God rested from his works, and, yes. and that rest is a very vital key to the blessings that God will bestow upon. He says, six days shalt thou labor and do all thy yes. work, but on the seventh day we're to rest. 
And yes. so because God has pronounced a blessing on the Sabbath day, and therefore that blessing uh, is bestowed upon all who observe the Sabbath as God has required. So the blessings that come with that um, is that rest, that peace, that Jesus has promised us that uh, if we come to him just as we are, yes. he'll give us rest. You know, and that, of course, I'm referring to there very clearly is, is, um, is over in Matthew chapter 11, 28 and 29. Um, so, but, but that's one thing. That's a, that's a wonderful thing. But if you'll turn with me in your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 58, and this here, it really um, helps you to understand some of the blessings. And again, by the way, these are just some of the blessings um, that come with keeping the Sabbath. So one is a physical rest. You need some rest. Number two is the rest of spiritual. You need to be uh, revitalized and, and, and nurtured, uh, spiritually speaking. And the Sabbath is a beautiful time for that. But in Isaiah 58, he says this in verse 13. And this is where we're going to start. He says, If thou turn away thy foot from the Sabbath, from doing thine pleasure on my, on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, holy of the Lord, honorable, and shalt honor him, not doing thine own ways, nor finding thine own pleasure, nor speaking thine own words. Then, now this is the, this is the key now. Yes. Then shalt thou delight thyself in the Lord. In other words, you'll find joy in the Lord. They're rejoicing when you keep the Sabbath. There's a happy, peaceful existence and, it's, and, and experience that comes along. And he says, and I will cause you, this is what the Lord's going to do for you. Right. I will cause you to ride upon the high places of the earth and feed thee with the heritage of Jacob thy father, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. He's telling you that God says, I'm going to bless you abundantly. Yes. I'm yeah. going to bless you abundantly. There is a blessing that comes in keeping the Sabbath. Yes. Amen to that. Yes. Elder Ricardo, can we turn to Psalm 37, verse 4? Because um, I found this text as I was looking at the um, subject this week. And um, I think it's fitting to fit this in. Um, in accordance to what you've shared, because okay. uh, um, yes, yeah. Psalm thirty-seven, verse four, because the Bible is is its own expositor, its own interpreter. Mm, amen. It says, "Delight thyself also in the Lord, yes. and He shall give the desires of thine heart." Beautiful. Yes, you see Boy, that does dovetail very nicely. Yes, you see, because many think many people have this misconception that serving God doesn't bring any real benefits and that God doesn't really doesn't really know what the person really desires deep down but mm. the Lord does mm. and it's nothing immoral yeah, nothing sinful that God is, is is going to give you but that, that which will completely fulfill your life you see mm. and this is one of the promises that comes to faithful obedience to the God of heaven so I just want to share this text Amen. The, the oh that was a lovely lovely yes so well, I don't know if you have any more thoughts about um, this matter, or shall we move on to our, our next um, question now, which is, how does God identify his people who keep the Seventh-day Sabbath? Well, let me just say this as we before we move on to that. You know, the, the, the yes. blessings that God, in, in the text that you just uh, referred to here, you know, look, look they, these blessings uh, come in multiple ways. Yes. 
um, uh, the keeping of the Sabbath. Anytime we render obedience unto the Lord, um, the blessings of God are abundantly beyond our our imaginations. Yes, um, and as you stated, based on the Scripture, God gives you the desires of your heart, those virtuous things, those good things. Yes. He heals marriages. He heals relationships. He heals... Um, 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 uh, you know, various situations that may occur in your life. When we follow the Lord, rendering obedience to Him, then the blessings are hev- uh, of heaven are with us, and yes. that is untold. In other words, there's no way in which anybody can categorize all the blessings. These blessings are equal to that of heaven itself. Yes. And you know, Elder Ricardo, I'll just say this is a testimony. What you've actually shared with the listeners is something that I was sharing with someone today, and the person may even be listening, that when we faithfully give ourselves to God, all the problems that we have in this life will be solved. This is what he promises to do. You see, it's just um, that we lack faith. We don't believe that God has the power to do all things for us. But these promises, and we can testify in our own lives that God has turned situations around that seemed impossible to. But he's done that when we've submitted our hearts and humbled ourselves to be Amen. obedient to his will. Amen. Amen. Now, let's let's look at the question now, as you had indicated there, yes. regarding the nature of how God identifies his people. This is a very interesting thing, you know, the identification of the saints of the Lord. Yes. You know, many people identify the, uh, the, in, in regard to uh, being a Christian just by simply saying that they're a Christian. And uh, don't misunderstand me, professing uh, to be a follower of God is a wonderful thing. But that's not enough. Uh, Jesus said, by their fruits you shall know them. Um, And so the manifestation of the evidence that one uh, is truly a follower of God is not seen just in words. As I say, even as important that is. Yes. However, though, we must always remember it's more important in the action one takes. So, as they say, uh, you know, uh, works speak louder than words. I mean, your actions, they, they speak so much uh, more. Now, this issue here, if we go to Ezekiel chapter 20, yes. and we'll look here, we're going back into Ezekiel, and we're going to look this time at verse 20. So this is Ezekiel twenty twenty, and how does God identify those who keep the seventh-day Sabbath? So there is a way, and I'll show you this. Now notice what he says here in verse 20. He says, um, uh, well, let's go to 19. He says, I am the Lord your God. Walk ye in my statutes and keep my judgments and do them. And hallow my Sabbaths, and they shall be a sign a a, a seal or a mark, some means by which God identifies. He says, they shall be a sign between me and you, that you may know that I'm the Lord your God. So here he says, look, when you keep the seventh-day Sabbath, it's going to be a sign between you and me. It's my way of knowing who you are. It's also a way of you knowing that I am the Lord your God. So uh, the Sabbath is a sign uh, a very important way, or a, a a way in which God identifies His people. As a matter of fact, Isaiah eight, in Isaiah eight sixteen, this is yes. a very interesting passage. In Isaiah eight sixteen, He says this very fascinating. 
verse 16. Make sure we get the right verse now. He says, bind up the testimony and seal the law among my disciples. That seal is the same concept of a sign. Yes. It's interchangeable. And that, of course, you can find in Romans chapter 4, 11. So what you find here is that the law of God, uh, which, uh, again, James 2.10 uh, uh, says that if you offend in one point, you're guilty of them all. So it, it, obviously all Ten Commandments are viable. And so you find here that the seal of God, the Sabbath, the sign of God, is a way that God identifies his people. As a matter yes. of fact, in the book of Revelation, uh, this is very interesting uh, revelation. This actually, by the way, dovetails a little bit even to, to, to the fifth question. But let's look here in the book of Revelation, and let's go to first here. We'll go to chapter 14, Revelation chapter 14, and let's look now at verse 12. Revelation 14, 12. Speaking of God's people at the end of time, yes. he says this, Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and have the faith of Jesus. So how does he identify them? How does God identify his people in the last days? He identifies them by keeping them, them keeping the commandments. Yes. And so we know that the Sabbath, the fourth commandment, is viable. It's not been abrogated by Christ uh, in any way. It hasn't been changed and modified. Uh, it's still the same uh, day that God instituted in the Garden of Eden. Yes. And so God identifies his people by those who keep the commandments. As a matter of fact, if you go over to Revelation 12, he says the same thing. Look at this in verse 17. And the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed. Notice how he identifies his people now, which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. Yes. Satan is angry with the last-day church, and the reason he's so angry with them is because they're keeping God's commandments, which includes the fourth commandment, and this is a clear indication that they are followers of God. Yes. And so God identifies his people in these last days precisely as we've just read out of the Scriptures. Yes. Yes, Elder Ricardo. And as you said, it now dovetails with this last question, uh, where does the Bible state that we are to keep the Seventh-day Sabbath today? Well, again, just based on the two verses we read just now at Revelation 14 and 12, both of them talking about God's church at the, at the end of time, just yes. in the last days of verse history. So God, right there, just on those verses, and you don't need, even need anything else, but we're going to yes. read a few more passages but those two passages there clearly indicate in the last days God's people will be keeping the seventh-day Sabbath. Therefore, God requires or expects you to do so. And, you know, you said something earlier, John, that I was very happy uh, about, and that was the fact that you brought up in Exodus chapter 20, verse 8, the word remember. Yes. Uh, the fact that God says remember clearly indicates he wants you to not forget something very important, and that is the keeping of the seventh-day Sabbath. And so uh, the fact that it just uh, starts off, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy, uh, indicates God doesn't want you to forget it, especially in these last days. And you know, John, I'll tell you, as I said before in James 2.10, we know he who offends in one point is guilty of them all. I mean, referring to the law of God, if you you break one of the commandments, you've broken them all. And so... Um, 
this is something really important. But let's let's look here at uh, something else. If, if you go with me um, in Matthew chapter twenty-four, Matthew chapter twenty-four, real quick here, Matthew twenty-four, and we're going to look at verse twenty and show you what Jesus says about this. What? Matthew twenty-four, verse twenty. Now this is uh, Jesus prophesying 39 years after his death, okay? This is the uh, description of the destruction of Jerusalem, right. 78 A.D. This, remember, Christ was crucified in 31, so 39 years after his death. This is what Jesus expected of his people. He says this, And pray that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. So if Jesus uh, expected his people to keep the Sabbath day 39 years after his death, that would put you in the New Testament era of yes. the apostolic church, which obviously clearly indicates that God expects you to keep it uh, even in the last days. And, yes. and let's not forget, by the way, let's not forget Luke 4.16. It was the custom, the Bible says, that Jesus kept the Sabbath. And Jesus is our example in all things, not in some. Yes. So, John, these are just some of the verses. And by the way, if you have time, real quick, Isaiah 66. Yes. In, in, let me just give you this real quick. Isaiah 66. Uh, this is something very important. Isaiah 66. This is speaking about the new heavens and the new earth. And notice what it says here in verse 22. And as the new heavens and the new earth which I will make, shall remain before me, saith the Lord, so shall your seed and your name remain. And it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another, meaning from one month to another, and from one Sabbath to another, shall all flesh come to worship before me, saith the Lord. So in the new heavens and the new earth, we're going to be worshiping on the seventh-day Sabbath. Amen. So what makes you think that the day has been done away with, even now? So it's, it's, it's not uh, been abrogated. God expects you to keep it today. Amen. Elder DeCardo, we'll have a short break for some music and then we'll round up with some closing thoughts.
The seventh-day Sabbath in history. Elder Ricardo, closing thoughts for this evening, please. Well, John, you know, we've looked at the Sabbath uh, from the uh, Genesis account, there, right as their uh, finishing of creation, the origin. We looked at uh, why God wants us to remember it as a memorial, that he's our creator. He's the one who has... Uh, brought us out of the slavery of sin, that he's the God who sanctifies us and the God who saved us by his grace. We know that there are bless- that multiple blessings that come in keeping the Sabbath. That's very clear. And we also know that this Sabbath is a means by which God identifies his people. It is a, it's, a, it's a sign or a seal by which God uh, um, calls us to a memorial and, and commemoration of a covenant relationship. And then, of course, uh, there's no doubt that uh, the Sabbath is relevant for today. Uh, if the, the, the world more than ever needs the, to come to its senses, and one of the ways it can do that is by observing the seventh-day Sabbath. And uh, as I said before, in the new heavens and the new earth, we shall uh, be keeping God's seventh-day Sabbath. So let's start practicing now. Amen. Amen. Shall we end the discussion with a word of prayer, please, Elder, this evening? Yes. Father in heaven, once again, we thank you for all that you've done and continue to do for us. I know we've discussed a very important topic, the seven-day Sabbath, a commandment that has been, for the most part, neglected within uh, Christianity. And I pray, dear God, that those who are listening here today will remember all that the Scripture teaches regarding these things. Help us, dear God, to honor your holy name by doing those things that are pleasing in your sight, especially observing the seventh-day Sabbath. So bless us now, we pray, and we thank you for all that you've done and continue to do for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Elder Ricardo. Thank you once again for being a guest quarter for Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio. Listeners, if you have any questions or if you would like more information, please send an email to inquiries at wildernesspublications.org or you can send a text message to 07944062786. If you live in the United Kingdom, please contact us with your name and address and we will send you a free tract called Jesus Kept Saturday Holy. Do you? Those who are living outside the UK can request for an electronic version to be sent to them free. If you have the Android app for Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio, go to the ebook section, then find the title Bible Readings for the Home. At chapter 94, you will find the subject, The Sabbath in History. This will give you more information about today's topic. On next week's show, we will continue to discuss the subject the Seventh-day Sabbath in history. Well, that's it for tonight's show. Until next week, good night and God bless. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. It's not just knowing about the doctrine in the Bible. That is not what we stand for here. Streaming powerful, biblically-based messages live down the this congregation may never be gathered together again as we see it. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week.